Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. for a moment. Eternal God, our Father, we come, O Lord, asking your blessing upon this. Thanking you, Lord, that you allowed us to have this section this evening, O Lord. Asking for your guidance and understanding. May we be able to interpret these, your words, and have a better insight on what you're trying to uh, teach us, O Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would guide us through it. Thank you, O Lord, for our laying down last night and not getting up this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you watched over us through this day, O oh Lord, and gave us strength to be back here one more time. We ask your continuous blessing on everything that we do, knowing that we can do nothing of ourselves, but all things must come through you. These and so many blessings we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. In this evening lesson, uh, talking about... Uh, what's described in as love connection. And really, uh, probably a better word would be um, abiding love. In this lesson, uh, Jesus is teaching. And he's teaching in, in one of the, the many I am type situation. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I'm the good shepherd. And another one is, is I am the true vine. And he uses this this uh, teaching to sh- to show how uh, only through him are we able to have this uh, connection and, 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 and grow in the way that he would have us to grow and love the way that he would have us to love. So he's teaching that in this lesson. And he uses a, a, a formal type situation in that he talks about three different things the vine the branch the dress vine dresser and the fruit and he talks about an abiding love and he talk about abide that means to keep in fellowship with christ so that his life can work in and through us to produce fruit and the way that we know that that uh, he's working in our lives and, and that oh we are actually doing what he wants us to do is that we will produce fruit. And the next thing is the father uh, will produce, uh, prune that fruit, that we'll produce even more fruit. And a good example of, of showing that how the father is working in our life is that our prayers will be answered. He'll talk about that in the lesson. And then he'll talk about our deepening love for Christ and others. And he also includes that in the lesson. And then he talks about the joy that comes from uh, uh, serving Christ. It's a joy and peace that situation that, that, that we'll develop. So when we abide in Christ, it, it demands certain things of, of us. One thing is worship. And another thing is mediating on his word. And then it might require us to make a sacrifice in our service. And then have a joyful experience. 
And then we've talked about how pruning uh, would be done. In other words, he'd cut away the dead wood uh, that might, and, and a, a tree might, might cause disease. We see it a lot in pecan trees. They have to cut away a certain section because it, it dies. And then uh, uh, talked about a living organism is the only thing that can produce fruit. And so it tells us what a fruit is. So uh, Jesus uses this example in this lesson this evening to, it's kind of like a, a, a parable in that he's teaching about how when, when they form, which is a vineyard, he talks about the vineyard and many times in, in um, dealing with uh, uh, religion. And then the reason he talks about the vineyard is that many a times in the Jewish custom, uh, especially the Israeli custom, that they did a lot of, of, of celebration with wine. That if you had a wedding, you had wine. Uh, if you had dinner many times, they were served with a, with a wine. It was not the uh, type of wine that we might use. It was not used in the way that we use it in that we're, we're serving it as a uh, alcoholic drink. But it was more of a, 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 a dinner type situation that you we might similar to how we serve tea that's how they did with wine but to get a, a good crop of wine you, you uh, many times Jesus talks about the vineyard and many of the vines that they grew to, that produced such great uh, wine was, was producing vineyard that had uh, vines that were so strong they looked more like trees than they did uh, what, what we think of as vine. They were very strong. And and, and, and what many times what he talks about in, in this is that they had to be pruned. And you, what you did when you prune them, what you cut away did uh, situation. Now, many times when uh, we think about abiding and, 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 and uh, his love, we, we think about being connected to it. But we all know that when it comes to being connected, it, uh, it's more than just being uh, connected to uh, the the source in that you all know about a, a tree or sometimes a whole side of a tree that will be connected, but will be dead and producing no fruit. Uh, so it's more than just being connected. It has to be uh, abiding in it. In other words, the, the, the whatever the, the that flowing from the root has to go up to that side of the tree and it has to be fed with with, with the uh, ingredients that it needs to grow. Uh, Sometimes insects will get in and destroy a certain side of a tree and nothing will come, come from that side of the tree. So that's what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about pruning. So we started this lesson off by talking about the basics for uh, fruit bearing. Uh, and it says, abide in me and I in you, as the branches cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more than you, except you abide in me. And what he's talking about in there, it, it speaks of the Christian relationship with the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Abiding in Christ and Christ in us is a connection that remains united by a living faith. It is the Christian life. We are to live depending on Christ, obeying his instruction, 
and following his example. Uh, Jesus abiding in us is if we remain embedded in him. He will teach us, he'll guide us, he'll comfort us. So uh, he's asking, uh, if we abide in him, he will provide certain things for us, but and allow us to grow. It is Jesus that living in us and enabling us to live righteous, godly, humble, and peaceful with God and with each other. So it's the relationship that we have with, with, with Christ that allows us to have a, a meaningful, uh, godly, peaceful life. Uh, without him in our life, we, 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 we uh, walk around aimless without any purpose and understanding. So it's the connection between us and Christ that that gives us that that specialty uh, feeling in, in, in life. And so he talks next about verse 5, the source of the fruit bearing. He says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abided in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. So in other words, uh, we hear that saying so many times that we read our Bible that uh, we depended on him. We can do nothing of ourselves. All our works come through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that's what this verse is teaching. Our spiritual union with Christ, using his words, wisdom, and works, obeying his will and carrying out his divine assignment in the same manner as he will result in us being saved. And to save learning and growing spiritually, which is what we actually do when we bear when we uh, we bring when we bear fruit, we are growing and, and we become better human beings. And because we become better human beings, we able to help other people. So any attempt to do this spiritual work without connection with Christ is going to be a failure within itself, because we of ourselves cannot uh, bear any fruit. We need him to be able to bear fruit. We are just the branches, and without the vine, uh, the branch is useless. So we have to get all our source of our, our energy, our, our spiritual, uh, comes from him, not from us. And then he talked about in his, the acceptability of fruit bearing, and that is, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. And he's talking here about those that are not united with Christ, are the unsaved, the pretenders of Christianity, the one that's masquerading as Christian, and those that take the word uh, and twist it uh, to their own satisfaction. Uh, those that's not... Uh, embedded in uh, uh, abiding in his love. Those that's merely attached to the vine. And we find out when we look at an example of this, we had, uh, Christ had 12 disciples. 11 of them were united and, 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 and loved him. But Judas merely was attached to them. Judas had no uh, love for uh, Christ like the rest of them did. So he was just attached. And that's what I was telling you before, that sometimes... A branch can be attached to the tree, but doesn't have any any private uh, uh, relationship with the tree. It's a dead branch. It's just there uh, hanging on. And that dead branch is eventually going to have to be cast off. If not, it'll destroy the tree. 
so he says that's the that's how uh, some people are. They're just attached, and 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 they're not producing any fruit. But he says a promise to the fruit bearer, and that, that's verse seven. It says, "If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, uh, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you." And this verse is teaching us that it is our choice to abide in the vine, the Lord Jesus Christ, and He is He is divine. And the word if teaches us that if we must choose to abide in Christ, for he will not force us. He will not force us to abide in him. But we, we must have to accept him and choose him uh, to abide with him. And Jesus said, uh, if you abide in us, when we retain his word and act on it and have our lives governed by it, Jesus says that there's a reward for that. that he promises certain situ- situations. Jesus promised that the fruit bearer who lives up to the condition that we can ask God for anything that is within the scope of his word and also uh, in the line ups with his time. And in other words, what we ask for has to first be in God's will and it has to be in God's timing. And God will grant our prayer request. Uh, and the statement said, ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, this does not mean we can just ask for anything. It means that it has to be in, in God's will for us, and it has to be in God's timing. The verse 8, talking about honoring God uh, by fruit bearing. Herein is, is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so that ye shall be my disciples. Bearing fruit brings honor to God. The word glorified here means you honor God by uh, bearing fruit. It's the proof of a true disciple of Christ. The idea of much fruit is that the work of the soul winning or the work of evangelism is going on. In other words, you are becoming more and more what uh, Jesus wants you to do. And the more you uh, uh, work, the more he can prune you. Uh, the more you study his word, the more he can uh, direct you that you'll become even much more, um, even better at bearing fruit. So he says, it starts off by you being willing to uh, uh, let Jesus use you. And because you're willing to do that, you've been faithful with few things. Now I'll make you over, uh, over many. So the more uh, he see the confidence that he can use you, the more he can prune you and, and make you uh, even better at the at the job at hand. Uh, and then verse 9 talks about the motivation for fruit bearing. So he says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. Uh, so he said here, the Father loved the Son uh, with a perfect love. Uh, and, and, and his love for the Son is the greatest love that there is. We often see about talked about how I love the father and the father love me. So there's no greater love than between the, the father and the son. And the father love is not, it is it, not a, a faith. It's genuine love. And it, it's grounded in two arenas. The first arena uh, is an unconditional love. This love has no string attached. It is not based on, Anything outside the fact that God is love. That is the characteristic of God, that he is love. Uh, 
And and the second arena is a conditional love, and and that talks about the Father love is based on us being obedient to the Father. The best way we can honor God is to obey Him. So Jesus uh, talks about how Jesus did everything the Father assigned Him to do. He was expected to do. Uh, we hear that uh, when He went to Calvary uh, on several occasions, the Father said, "This is my beloved Son, who I am well pleased." So the love that he has for him is first based on an unconditional love that uh, that uh, not attached to anything. And then the second part is that his willingness to do the will of God. Uh, when we when we say that we love God, we we ought to be able to, to do the the things that he asks us to do that show our love for him. And then verse ten talks about the power of being a, a fruit bearer. Uh, if you keep my commandment, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. And so the, the condition of abiding in Christ's love is to keep his commandment. And, and, uh, he refers one time and said, a new commandment that I give you, that you love one another. So he says, uh, uh, condition of, uh, to keep his commandment of Christ says to us, we have to be like Christ. We have to maintain a spiritual communion with Christ. We must keep in touch with, with him at all times. And all that we do, we ought to ask him for to guide us through it. We ought to be like Christ in spirit. We must seek his wisdom, his truthfulness, uh, his pureness of heart, his patience, his humility, his, his pity, his sympathy, and all our other of his great characteristics that make Christ who Christ is. We have to be committed to uh, ordinary common duties of daily life. We must be careful to obey the requirements that Christ has given us in our relationship with God and with our fellow man. Uh, we have to ma uh, maintain a, a life uh, uh, with him that we must do good works to all men, to abide in the love of Christ. We must seek it to make sure that we don't cause pain and suffering to other people. Uh, uh, be it, it uh, cause anything criminal, wrong, or unjust, uh, to make sure that our influence will make the life of others better. So we must comply with with, with a, a lot of requirements to give the power of a good fruit bearer. And then verse 11 talks about the blessing of abiding love for fruit bearers. So, um, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be filled. These things is referring to uh, Christ's promise, us that comes with the giving of the Holy Spirit and, and eternal life and, and the direction on how to live a Christian life. Uh, my joy speaks of the delight Christ had it flows from him to us and us back to him. Your joy might be filled, meaning that the delight that flows from Christ unto us will fill us with, up to the brim. In other words, that, that good feeling that we have about uh, things is complete. It's a perfect joy. It's a spiritual joy. It teaches us that Christ will be with us in our trials, persecution, crisis, hardship, and the troubles the same way in, in good times that it is in bad times. And then verse 12 talks about an imperative to love, uh, uh, to live the Christian life. In other words, 
Uh, love is a supreme fruit. Uh, uh, so he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And again, we talked about, he, he says somewhere else in, 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 in the gospel, he talks many times about a new commandment that I give you. The, that new commandment it means that you love one another. But that isn't, uh, it, it's more of a continuous commandment. Is that the present tense of the Greek word means to continue love one another without ceasing? Uh, this love is the highest form of honor and support and respect that we can give each other. It is the uh, one grace by which all of the acts are deduced. In other words, this is Jesus' supreme command and to his disciples and to us that we love one another and it be our intense, be uh be uh, the love be intense that we that we that we'll have it. In other words, we have the tendency to stop loving one another when something goes wrong. But Jesus teaching us and commands us that these are the times when we need to love each other even more. Uh, through the good times, through the bad times. Uh, uh, in other words, Jesus is teaching us that if we could could love each other through, uh, especially something like a husband and a wife, if we could love each other through the through the bad times, it will reduce the fact that we have so many divorces. Uh, it, it would minimize that and, and divest it, uh, violence and all the other things that happens in, in life. If we could just love each other through those situations, uh, we could we could save a lot of the problems that we have in, in time. All these uh, racial unrest and, and so many other things that we see done that uh, so many times that, we, um, that make the news. A lot of that has to do with hatred and not love. If we could love each other through those things, we 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 could we could solve a lot of those issues. We would be more productive, more helpful, supportive, forgiving, giving and peaceful toward each other. So he's uh, giving us a new commandment that we put love in everything that we do. And then verse thirteen talks about us uh, his. Uh, Supreme love demands more proof. And so he says, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. So there is no higher expression or demonstration of love than for one to lay down his life for a friend. Being willing to lay down your life for a, a friend in the eyes of God, we have carried out a supreme act of love for our brother, our sister. And the reason this is because our heart is in it if we are willing to lay down our lives. And we see that, and Jesus demonstrates that to us when he goes to the cross. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus gave his life that we may have a right to the tree of life. So it, it, that's, he's demonstrating to us that what he's talking about when he said there's no greater love than that we lay down our lives for a friend. Then verse 14 talks about true friendship is established through supreme suggestion to Christ. So he said, ye are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Uh, and this Jesus' expression upon his disciples that they are, they were and they are his friends. And to prove their friendship to him, they uh, had to hold themselves in absolute suggestion to him. Jesus was a friend to his disciples because all that he did for them was for their benefit, to their good, and to their best interest. 
And what he's talking about in this is a few lessons back, he talked about how he washed their feet. I, I, I don't know if we missed that lesson, but it was in there. Uh, I think we, I, we may have missed it because of, was that, yeah, it might have been last week, but in, anyway, we didn't. Well, I, I remember reading it. We might not have went over it in this, in this class, but I remember reading it. Mm-hmm. And what he's talking about that was how you ought to be a servant. But he, what 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 happens many times when it, uh, Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and there's a, a certain section that talks about it in, in some of the uh, Jewish teachings that uh, a king could could have servants, but sometimes he elevates a servant to a friend, and 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 what the difference between a servant and a friend in many times was a king could share his innermost thought with a friend. And so a, a friend that beca- a servant that became a friend was elevated to a higher subject, but he never forgot that the the king was still king. In other words, he's telling his disciples, "I've elevated you from just being a servant to now you are my friend, but you still has to obey my my call and and, and understand that I, I'm still Lord of Lord and you are my subject that." That, that I am the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and you should uh, always treat me the way you're supposed to treat me because I am who I am, but I treat you like a friend. The Lord had that kind of situation with Abraham and that the Lord said, uh, had that kind of understanding that Abraham, he said Abraham was my friend and that Abraham and him had such a close relationship. So verse 15 talked about uh, the embassy of a high order. In other words, hereforth I call you not servants, for the servant know not what the Lord does. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Again, that goes back to what I was just talking about, that he he, he made them a, a, a friend in that he taught them all that the father uh had told him to teach them. In other words, he in the three years that Jesus walked with the disciples, uh, he taught it was it was a teaching process. Uh, so many times people say that you don't need uh, um, theological education, but we see that Jesus took three years of teaching to teach his disciples uh, what he wanted them to teach to know. So. It is important that, that we go through teaching. This is uh, this is important that we have the the Bible study classes that that we grow on, uh, and it comes through teaching. We 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 like to think that I know in the black church we like to hoop a lot, we like to shout and have a good time, but it's through the teaching that that we we are to become strong and have more understanding of the word. There's a sense in which. Uh, being a servant is never lost, even when we are declared or promoted to the position of a friend. In other words, you're still a servant, but now you're a friend. Uh, uh, to love a friend is, in its own way, service to a friend. In other words, if you're my friend, I am kind of like a, a, a servant in that uh, I ought to be able to keep you out of trouble. I ought to be able to go to you and talk to you about things that that would help you. Uh, uh, 
remember Steve Harvey said one time that he was talking about one of the uh, rapper guys and he was talking about he needed to surround himself with a better friend. In other words, he was staying in trouble all the time. He just said to me that he needs, this man needs somebody, a, a friend around him that can go to him when he's going to make a bad mistake and say, you know what? Uh, I'm your friend. I, I think that's a bad move for you to make. Uh, somebody that can pull you away from a situation. Somebody that can talk you through the, uh, something that, that, that you're doing that, that uh, really not helping your life. So a good friend is, in many ways is a servant. So all these things he's saying is, is, is part of the connection that he's making with when, when he says, I am the true vine and, and, and you are the branches. And, and sometimes when it comes to uh, being a, a, a branch, it actually has to be, a lot of it has to be cut away because it's, it's a bad situation. And Jesus is saying it's, it's what he's talking about when he's talking about uh, uh, him being a vine. And he said the father is the vine dresser. In other words, it's God that has to, has to chastise us sometimes. <laughs> He put us in a, in a, a better situation than we all been in before. He has to, he, in other words, he he's kind of like a, a parent that has to uh, uh, spank you when you get out of line and, and bring you back into line. And so uh, he says, that's the that's the vine dresser. But he says, if you uh, abide in me, in other words, if you can just continually. Uh, uh, trying to put it in a better way of I, I don't know about everybody but uh the the, the phone church is, is is good but uh it's something about us getting together at a regular services it, it, it's that to me that's abiding with each other that's that's the the connection that we need uh from time to time if you can get together and, and get inspiration from each other uh, it's kind of like what Jesus is telling him about them. They need to always be together with him and, and all that they do because their strength comes from him. And they have no strength of themselves, but the strength that they need to, to make uh, decisions in life, to to face those hard challenges of life, it comes from being in a relationship with him. Uh, and with, through that relationship with him, you can have a better relationship with each other. So he says, abide in him uh, produces great fruit. God wants us to live the Christian life at its best and to do it, do what it demands of us, to love one another as Jesus has loved us. Living the Christian life at its best cannot be faked are done in pretense is only done when our love consumes our heart and shows up in the good we do for others. Comments from anybody? If we have no comments, huh? Guess that co- concludes what I have. Uh, again, anybody got anything they would like to come in on?
Well, I say a prayer and we'll dismiss. Thank you so much, Deacon Wayne. All right. Eternal God, our Father, we we are so thankful for you allowing us to get together tonight, oh Lord. We ask, oh Lord, your blessing upon our pastor and, and his wife and whatever endeavor they're going through. We ask, Lord, that you would touch each and every one of us. Thank you for protecting us through all the problems that's going on in this world. We've got a pandemic. we got an election. we got so many different things going on. We have a society so many times that seem to be out of control. But we know, oh, Lord, that you have power over all these things. And we trust in your, what you'll do, oh, Lord. We know that you have the power to correct when you see necessary to correct. We ask, oh, Lord, that you continue to guide us, protect us, and keep us. Show us the way. Be our strength. These and so many blessings we ask in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pat. Uh, thank you, Deacon Wade, and uh, everybody. Have a great week. All right. Y'all too. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church podcast. If you feel led to do so. You can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.